Hello, good morning everybody. So I have got a special thing in my hand right now. This is Make Something Wonderful, Steve Jobs in His Own Words. You can actually read this for free at the Steve Jobs archive. Um, these are just letters, speeches and stuff he said over the years in his own words, obviously. And I'm going to share some of them this week in the podcast because I think some of the wisdom that he has shared over the years is life-changing. And one of the main reasons for this is he was he went to a college reed college realized it wasn't for him dropped out but dropped into other classes like typography and stuff like that set up apple at like 21 by 30 he was like a multi multi-millionaire apple was worth a few billion then got kicked out of his own company right at 30 then he used his wealth most of his money to set up next computer and then also to keep to start pixar or to keep by pixar when it was dying and to keep it going and put all of his money nearly his personal money into next and into pixar for the next 10 years until they both actually became commercially successful and pixar took a long time to become successful and as we know pixar today toy story bugs life finding nemo all these classics um and next was bought by apple eventually because they wanted the next um, graphics operating system so it took him around a, a 10-year cycle a 10-year graft of being likely feeling like a complete failure for being kicked out of his own company apple to eventually then being bought out by apple and going back into apple and being the ceo you think of that 10-year cycle the majority of that 10 years when he was ousted in his 30s into his 40s right he wasn't successful with either of these companies his money was going down and down and down so you think the resilience in this bloke to keep going not being a one-hit wonder and being the guy that ended up changing many industries now it doesn't have to be all about this like achievements as the person he was is very admirable like his character throughout all of this just just you know he was that bright like he says in one of the things he was a bright star in the sky all we got is this kind of flash in the the sky that's our life and he wanted to make sure his uh, flash across the sky was a big one so here's a speech he did in 1996 to Palo Alto High School graduation the title is what you follow with your heart will indeed come back to make your life much richer so this is his him in his own words of course i've been invited here today to address you as you leave high school and in most cases your parents to to venture out into the world on your own i am supposed to offer you some wisdom and advice that you may remember along your travels i will address my remarks to you the students rather than to your parents it is proper that i do so being that the only wisdom i have come that i have comes from my advanced age your parents are as old as I am and much wiser, I'm sure. However, I am wiser than you and maybe you will listen to me more than you listen to your parents. Some of your parents may not agree or agree fully with what I have to say today. This is okay. I will simply be one of the first in your post high school life to fill your head with ideas that they disagree with. Wait until you get to college. But in any event, if there is any um, discordance between what they have told you and what you have heard from me today, Rest assured that I am right. Be aware of the world's magical, mystical and artistic sides. The the most important things in life are not the goal-orientated, materialistic things that everybody and everything tries to convince you to strive for. Most of you know that deep inside. Think back to this spring, the last three or four months. When you are winding down high school, I know where you will go next year and begin to really have strong intuitions about the world you will encounter. Maybe you see an image of yourself in Paris sculpting in an artist studio 
as the setting sun shines in the paned windows. Maybe you're in India running a hospital for poor children and you hear the distant clatter of the outdoor marketplace in the early morning. Maybe you see yourself in a recording studio laying down a track for your album. Maybe you see yourself alone in a rented room at 4.30 in the morning being the only person alive to understand a new law of physics you just figured out. Whatever it may be, I bet many of you have had some of these intuitive feelings about what you could do with your lives. These feelings are very real. And if nurtured, can blossom into something wonderful and magical. A good way to remember these kinds of intuitive feelings is to walk alone near sunset and spend a lot of time looking at the sky in general. We are never taught to listen to our intuitions, to develop and nurture our in intuitions. But if you do pay attention to these subtle insights, you can make them come true. People will come at you with the reasons why you shouldn't do these things. You can't make a living writing songs, right? Just ask Bob Dylan about that. Helping children in India is nice, but you need to prepare for real life. Just ask Mother Teresa. You could be doing so much more with your life. You can hear Albert Einstein's parents encouraging him to get a real job when he was working a low-level job in a Swiss patent office rather than teaching in a university so that he could stay up late at night working through his new ideas. If you don't have any of these feelings called dreams, then you're in trouble. Before you spend four or more years of your life going in a direction your heart may or may not want you to go, you need to recapture them. Be a creative person. Creativity equals connecting previously unrelated experiences and insights that others don't see. You have to have them to connect them. Creative people feel guilty that they are simply relaying what they see. How do you get a more diverse set of experiences? Not by traveling the same path as everyone else. I'll give you an example. The college I went to was a small liberal arts college in Portland, Oregon named Reed College. It was at the time the center of calligraphy revival movement in the US. I ended up talking, uh, taking a calligraphy course before I left college and at the age of 18 was exposed to a totally new world of typography, graphic layout, font design and the like. There was no hope of earning any income from this skill or knowledge and some of my friends der derided me for wasting my time and talents on learning how to write with fancy letters. However, years later when we were designing the Macintosh, it was this very same experience and set of insights which drove me to insist that we find a way to use proportionally spaced types and offer a range of fonts, in essence, to bring a much richer world of typography on the computer world than had ever existed before. And this also led to the laser print printer so that one could print these letter forms with the quality they deserved. And this set the stage for desktop publishing. I tell you truly, none of this would have ever happened at Apple if I had sacrificed that calligraphy class for a more substantive class of economics or engineering. So to be a creative person, you need to feed or invest in yourself by exploring uncharted paths that are outside the realm of your past experience. Seek out new dimensions of yourself, especially those that carry a romantic scent. But one has no way of knowing which of these paths will lead anywhere in advance. That's the one wonderful thing about it, in a way. The only thing one can do is to believe that some of what you follow with your heart will indeed come back to make your life much richer, and it will, and you will gain an ever firmer trust in your instincts and intuition. Don't be a, don't be a career, the enemy of most dreams and intuitions, and one of the most dangerous and stifling concepts ever invented by humans is the career. A career is a concept for how one is supposed to progress through stages during the training 
for and practicing of your working life. There are some big problems here. First and foremost is the notion that your work is different and separate from the rest of your life. If you are passionate about your life and your work, this can't be so. They will become more or less one. This is a much better way to live one's life. The risk factor quotient goes down as you encounter the real world. Many people find that they believe to be safe harbours, lawyers and accountants, only to wake up 10 or 15 years later and discover the price they paid. Make your avocation your vocation. Make what you love your work. The journey is the reward. People think that you've made it when you've gotten to the end of the rainbow and got the pot of gold, but they're wrong. The reward is in the cross in the rainbow. That's easy for me to say, I got to the pot of gold, literally. But if you get to the pot of gold, you already know that it's not the reward and you go looking for another rainbow to cross. Think of your life as a rainbow arcing across the horizon of this world. You appear, have a chance to blaze in the sky, then you disappear. The two endpoints of everyone's rainbow are birth and death. We all experience both completely alone, and yet most people of your age have not thought about these events very much, much less even seen them in others. How many of you have seen the birth of another human? It is a miracle. And how many of you have witnessed the death of a human? It is a mystery beyond our comprehension. No human alive knows what happens to us upon or after our death. Some believe this, others believe that, but no one really knows at all. Again, most people of your age have not thought about these events very much. And it's, it, it's as if we sheltered them from you, afraid that the thought of mortality will somehow wound you. For me, it's the opposite. To know my arc will fall makes me want to blaze once I'm in the sky. Not for others, but for myself, for the trail I know I'm leaving. Now, as you live your arc across the sky, you want to have as few regrets as possible. Remember, regrets are different from mistakes. Mistakes are those things that you did and wish you could do over again. In some, you were a fool, usually concerning women. In others, you were scared. In others, you hurt someone else. Some mistakes are deep, others not. But if your intent was pure, they are almost always enriching in some way. So mistakes are things you did and wish you could do over again. Regrets are most often things you didn't do and wish you did. I still regret not kissing Nancy Kinneman in high school. Who knows what might have happened. Maybe she regrets it too. Boom. Okay, that's a brilliant speech to high school. And um, there's been a lot of people in Turkey recently who have changed careers. Now, this isn't to say everybody changed a career right now. Some people do separate their work from their life and say, I will work to make a living and then I will live my life. But um, if that this if there is a big gulf there, I think there's time to, to, to make it um, smaller. Like maybe it's not possible that we all have the Steve Jobs marriage into he loved building stuff and was able to do it. That's perfect. Boom. He's able to do it. He loved it. He had the resources as well after Apple was successful. Um, but also he risked everything because he could have lost everything in Pixar next and then he would have been on zero. But he won't, he, he was willing to risk it all for his, what he would say his life mission was. A lot of you might be miles apart. Your work might be something you really, really hate and that is something you need to look at because it is true what he says. Your work is a big part of your life so it technically is your life. It's like one third of your life. Your work is a big part of who you are and where you're gonna be. Um, and we're not essentially separate from the work, but we kind of separate our time from work and pleasure and family. Of course we do that, that's a natural thing to do. But I think a lot of people 
maybe live for the weekends, live for bank holidays, live for three weeks off a year because they hate their work so much and hasn't thought to them, maybe it's time to change or try and make a change. Now then people will say, oh, Scott, shut up, mate. It's easy to say, you know, I can't change job. It doesn't pay the bills, la, 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 la. Who says you have to make a leap straight away? You know, he explains that. He did that calligraphy class, knowing, didn't know where it was gonna go, but then ended up being one of the most influential things he did because Macintosh became this beautiful uh, computer to use because of the fonts, right? So do that dance class you've always wanted to go to. Join that fitness class you've always wanted to try. Go and join that martial arts studio you might've always wanted to do. You, you might like painting. There's a local painting group, go and do it. Local park runs, go and run. Like, there's the fitness side is obvious. There's, there's immediate benefits of fitness. You get fitter, healthier, happier. But, you know, doing a painting class, oh, almost a waste of time. But is it, though? Go and do something that you've always liked as a kid, maybe. Start on that point. Like, what did you love doing as a kid or younger? Go back to it and just do it. And I think, like, a lot of us, if we're going to be real with ourselves, spend so much time watching TV and social media that we think we've got no time. But if we actually remove those blocks, that's a lot of time that you can put into some new creative stuff. And if and you don't know where they're gonna where they're gonna lead you, no way. That's the crazy thing, and they might lead to nowhere. But again, like Stephen Jobs says, there it's not the end of the rainbow is the goal. It's crossing it that is the the main part. So, learning a new skill, getting frustrated with learning but actually getting it is like an it's like a childlike aha moment. And how when was the last time you had like an aha moment from like something new you've done as a skill or like. That's why we're doing turtle games with a school sports day twist. How many, when was the last time we had like a school, like a, a day of fun and laughter, trying things that were a bit uncomfortable doing, but it's a laugh, it's funny, it's teams, it's a bit competitive, it's a bit funny, other people in scenarios, we're all kind of thrown in to a day of games together. And in school, you know, a nervous wreck before school sports day, but during the day, amazing. You could, once you got into your first run or your first event, you felt like, you felt an insane, you know, once you start a new sport, you'd have been nervous, but then you have your first training session. Afterwards, you feel unreal. That fear at the start is like converted into this unbelievable adrenaline rush and like uh, your, your thoughts get filled with, wow, I can do this, and you want to go again. You know, there's people who do skydives at the end of it. A lot of people are like, I'll do it again before they even they shit themselves. So there is this creativity in all of us, I think. A lot, at least there's something in us that we can do that's going to bring more of this into our lives, more of this kind of like spontaneity, maybe that's the word. And this week I'm going to cover more letters to Steve Jobs. It's not going to necessarily be health and fitness related this week, but the bigger picture is what we always look at at Turtle. So maybe do some, maybe do some journaling this week. What would bring you fulfillment? Are you doing anything to go towards this fulfillment? Um, shout out to Melanie Chandler. She moved, I think it was last year, after end of Octagon 2 event, Mel, you mentioned that you, you, you changed jobs into working in the charity sector that was more aligned with your values. Big move. And, you know, that's the type of stuff that people end up realising they want to do. And the sooner you realise, the better, because you can go down the wrong path for so many years. And like you said, you wake up 10 years later and you go, oh my God. But again, we're in a tough economic climate. This is a very difficult question. It's never, never said it's easy to look at this, these things, but maybe a task for you all to do today is to do a pro and con list of your current life overall, what you love about it, what you are kind of neutral about maybe, and what you really hate, 
and if you were to visualize in five years what you'd love to happen in your life how you'd love to spend your time because how you spend your time is what your life is and then see what steps need to be done to get there and with the steps to those goals sprinkle in some random stuff that has no immediate benefit just because you like doing it and see where they take you you never know where those branches grow but that's your task today some wisdom from steve jobs i hope you liked it i'll be back tomorrow have a good day and i'll see you on the radio